It's Sunday at 7 o'clock and time for the Scots Wehe Show. You're nothing like my dad Let alone my grandfather But in those eyes you have Something that I'm after Could you be a ghost Or simply a reflection To stare me down when I am needing you the most Come on, mirror man Watch me meeting other people Watch me try to sleep Every bit your equal Do you feel empowered Staring through that window a king, a no good liar, and a coward. Come on, mirror man. And that was Angus Munro and Mirror Man, taken from the album of the same name, which came out back in 2019, and it's such a great record. And Angus Munro is hosting the Great Hipster Songbook Christmas Special at the Jazz Bar in Edinburgh on the 20th of December, and that promises to be a very special night. 
Hello and welcome to the Scots Wahey Show. My name is Ali Braidwood and for the next couple of hours I'll play you the very best Scottish music, old and new. There are also all of our regular features. Our Artist of the Week is Jack Wakeman and the Dream Striders and I'll be talking to Jack and playing tracks from the EP The Twilight Zone. This week's featured album is Broken Records, The Dreamless Sleep of the 1990s, and I'll play tracks from it. And we've got book, TV, podcast, and gig recommendations for you to consider. However, we kick things off with three of the best new releases, starting with a new single from Daisy Harris. This is called The Way I Live My Life. Since they walked out I like the way you kiss me with your hands on my waist But trust me, this can't be all I think about But I would really like it if you took me out In the tungsten light when there's no one about I would really like it if you took me home If you kissed me till I can't breathe And then you left me alone I can't love you more than my sister I'm a best friend I'm a long walk on the weekend I'm a old moon in Scotland It's pouring down our song I scream to you at movies You're the way the people do me You'll always come second To the way I live my life Scotland when it's pouring down outside 
First of those three in a row was Daisy Harris and The Way I Live My Life. And if you enjoyed that, do check out Daisy's EP Fish Tank, which came out earlier this year. And then you heard Doom Scroller and Cold River Flow, which is a really atmospheric track. I'm looking forward to hearing more from Doom Scroller, definitely. And just there you heard Jordan Phillips and Once in a Blue Moon, which is taken from the EP Long Way Home, which came out just in November. It's a great EP. I really urge you to check it out. Next is a band who are new to me. This is Ocean Views and Rain Clouds. Don't wanna live until the rain clouds I'm feeling like you get it high up the dark How your dishes shut down the village path I feel it out of the and if you're living in a ski town Maybe you're feeling up a low today I'll come and throw it out of here Be a superstar Even just for one day And it's a supersonic caffeine dream Maybe the best you've ever seen And you won't always be 19 And live your life in a summer scheme In the summer, in the summer Sally, I've been dreaming so 
And that was Irvin's Ocean Views and Rain Clouds. And Ocean Views described themselves as psychedelic trance music, indie rock and roll for the Shire. That's a cracking description. And they're going to be playing King Tut's on Saturday the 20th of January, supporting Dylan Squire. It's now time for our book recommendation of the week. And it's actually books recommendation because I thought what I would do is read you a little bit from my article for Product Magazine which is online of the 10 best non-fiction books of 2023 just in case you're still looking for Christmas gifts for the book lovers in your life and the first one is Writing Landscape by Linda Cracknell which is published by Saraband it's the first in Saraband books in the moment series and it sets the bar very high Linda Cracknell has always written about the natural world in novels such as Call of the Undertow and The Other Side of Stone and elsewhere, and this short collection of essays gets to the heart of that relationship. Next, it's It Came From the Closet, Queer Reflections on Horror, which is edited by Joe Valise and was published by Saraband. In It Came From the Closet, 26 queer and trans writers ruminate on selected horror movies which have left their mark and helped gain a better understanding of themselves and others. Horror film aficionados know that genre films are rarely as simple as they may appear, often working on a number of levels which even their makers would find surprising. It Came From the Closet isn't really about the films but the experiences and lives of the authors. Then it's Steeplechasing Around Britain by Church by Peter Ross. Peter Ross has a well-deserved reputation as a writer who eschews the sensational, salacious and scandalous. Instead, he opts for investigations into the geography and history of these islands and to meet people rarely reported on. His book Steeplechasing Around Britain by Church is just the latest example of this. Next, it's The Funny Thing About Death by Joe Caulfield, which is published by Polygon Books. Stand-up comedian Joe Caulfield's The Funny Thing About Death weaves memoir and memory into the unfolding story of her sister Annie's cancer, refusing to let that illness define Annie while coming to terms with her own complex feelings. And all profits from The Funny Thing About Death go to Macmillan Cancer Support. Another is Being Gregory, Bill Forsyth, Gregory's Girl, The Lot by Tim Blanchard, which is published by Cracklin Hiss. And it takes a wider view of Bill Forsyth's work rather than focusing on just Gregory's Girl. It does look at the enduring influence of that film, but also of Forsyth more generally. By interviewing many of those who were there at the time, especially members of the Glasgow Youth Theatre, and visiting present-day Cumbernauld, Blanchard goes in deep and the reader reaps the rewards. Then, a book we mentioned on the radio show right at the beginning of the year, it's Ashes and Stones by Alison Shaw, which is published by Scepter. Ashes and Stones, A Scottish Journey in Search of Witches and Witness, examines the Scottish witch hunts and trials in the 16th to 18th century, when thousands were persecuted in their name uncovering stories untold and bearing witness to the people behind them. Then it's my favourite 
Cookbook of the Year. Hands down, my favourite cookbook of the year. It's Magnaccioni, My Food, My Italy by Anne Pia, which is published by Lewith Press. And it's a book not to be simply read and admired, but one destined to become a close companion in the kitchen, simultaneously feeding the body and soul. It's a hymn to eating well as part of living life to the full. This appetite is evident on every page. Then it's Already Too Late, a boyhood memoir by Carol McDougall, published by Lewis Press. And there were a number of memorable memoirs from literary figures published in 2023. John Niven's Old Brother and Don Patterson's Toy Fights, A Boyhood, get an honourable mention here. But there was one which stood out for me from one of my favourite Scottish writers, and it is Carol McDougall's Already Too Late. It covers an extraordinary and challenging young life and is beautifully told with McDougall's trademark wit, wisdom and writer's eye in evidence. Number nine in this countdown, it's Rural, the Lives of the Working Class Countryside by Rebecca Smith, which is published by William Collins. And this might be my favourite non-fiction book of the year. It's part memoir, part socio-political examination as Smith uses her own experiences and those of her family as the inspiration to examine the economic and class distinctions involved in rural living and more pertinently working. But what makes it such an enthralling read is the writing itself, which is thoughtful, often lyrical, with a warmth which is perhaps unexpected. And then finally, it's a book I spoke about just recently on the show. It's Listen on Music, Sound and Us by Michelle Faber and that's published by Canongate. And it's a music book unlike many, if any others. It's about how we perceive music and do so in a number of ways. Essential relationship that is about much more than simply sound. It's an examination of what music does to us in the complex and numerous reasons why. It's a book for every curious music lover who wants to understand a little better why they like what they like and why we are who we are. And that's my pick of my 10 favourite non-fiction books for 2023. And if you want to read the full article, then head over to productmagazine.co.uk, all lowercase, and it will be waiting for you. And I should say, if you want to learn more about the best books of 2023, Head over to scotswehey.com where parts one and two of our best books of 2023 podcasts are available with part three on the way. It was a great year for Scottish books and writing. Next, it's new music from a recent artist of the week. This is Kirstine Harvey and the title track from her EP, Unpredictable. Caught me off guard when you said you loved me most when I let myself go. Now drunk with confusion from this unusual fusion that might never grow old. Could it be for the long run or am I just partially sighted? love you are depicted
you can't beat a good bit of gob iron. That was great. That was Black Cat Bone and Loose Juice. And do check out the video for it. And it's taken from the album Tales from the Amplified, which is going to be out in spring. And before that, you heard Unpredictable, the title track from Christine Harvey's excellent EP. Now it's time for Ali's Comfort Break, that time in every show where I play you a track longer than those usually played on the radio. And this is an absolute belter, I promise you. It's the full 9 minutes and 14 seconds of the new collaboration between East Coast Love Affair and Philomena. It's called I Can't Wait. Mm-hmm. 
I just love that. That is I Can't Wait by East Coast Love Affair and Philomena. And they say about it, East Coast Love Affair is back with a nine-minute epic late-night mid-tempo deep disco chugger featuring Shetland-born and Edinburgh-based R&B singer and songwriter Philomena. That's a perfect description of it. And that was Ali's comfort break for this week. When we continue with the new releases, this is from Joe Goodall and it's called Self-Esteem. Nothing's done for this 
attention Acting like it's your first time Seeing poetry in motion And living life out of the line love that track it's called demons it's by brown bear and it's from brown bear's album of the same name which is one of my favorites of the year and if you want to find out what the other nine of my top 10 albums of the year are then it'll be over at scottswahey.com very soon and before that you heard joe goodall and self-esteem and joe is going to be playing at king tuts on january the 25th king tuts wawa hut in glasgow
Now it's time for our TV recommendation for this week and it's series two of Vigil and I have to say I really loved series one of Vigil but I didn't think it would be back because it seemed to be so tied in to the idea of being on a submarine called Vigil but they have brought it back and series two sees DCI Silver, who's played by Saran Jones, swap the claustrophobic world of a naval submarine for the Air Force. After a string of suspicious deaths which have been linked to malfunctioning drones, the detective is called in to investigate whether man or machine are to blame. Over the course of her inquiries, she will have to travel from Scotland to the Middle East to get the answers. And Rose Leslie also returns as T.S. Kirsten Longacre. The BBC synopsis of it says, Following multiple deaths at Scottish weapons test, Silva and Longacre are tasked with finding out the cause. Entering the closed ranks of the Air Force in Scotland and the Middle East, the pair face the deadly warfare of tomorrow as they fight for their own uncertain future. And the first three episodes are on iPlayer at the moment and I have binged them all. I think it's a great series, truly thrilling. And in Silva and Longacre, you've got a great pair of detectives who are absolutely on top of the job. How nice is that for a change? Saran Jones in particular is really fantastic as DCI Silva. It's called Vigil. First three episodes are on iPlayer at the moment. The next three will be up very soon. I think it's a nine-episode series as well, so there's plenty still to come. And that's our TV recommendation for this week. You're listening to the Scots Way Show with me, Ali Braidwood, and it's now time for this week's featured album, which is Broken Records, The Dreamless Sleep of the 1990s. And from it, this is Nighttime. <laughs> Dark of your own I can see you on the other side I can see 
That is Nighttime by Broken Records, taken from their album The Dreamless Sleep of the 1990s, which is our featured album for this week, and I'll play another track from it later in the show. Now it's time for the Artist of the Week, and this week it is Jack Wakeman and the Dream Striders. In a moment I'll be talking to Jack, but after you've heard the title-ish track from the new EP, this is Love, The Twilight Zone. just heard Love the Twilight Zone from the EP The Twilight Zone by Jack Wakeman and the Dreamstriders and I'm joined by Jack now. Hello Jack. Hello sir. So tell us about The Twilight Zone, the EP and the songs that are on it because it's interesting. I was listening to it a few times before speaking to you and it sounds like an EP or an album should sound in that it's got a beginning, a middle and an end and we'll hear the end later on but how do you view it? I think that's... um... 
It's interesting to say that. I do think that a collective of work should be of an ilk and it should have a sort of, not inner narrative, because not everything should be a concept album. But, yeah. Uh, um, I think it should just definitely feel like a thing, like a cohesive, because we've done just singles up to this point. And I always felt like, I, and I always do feel like, that if I'm going to do a larger body of work, whether that's, say, EP, album, double album, quadruple album, then it has to be of a, <laughs> it has to be of a, uh, it's definitely got, got to be of a thing, whatever that is. I don't, it, it's just got to sound cohesive, I think, is, is the thing. I mean, that's not a rule that anyone has to stick by, but it's certainly a rule that I try and set myself. Yeah, yeah. And that's interesting, saying album and double album. Was there any point where you thought this was going to be longer than the five songs it is? I've, I mean, I've got songs. I've got plenty of songs. So we could have definitely done an album. But I just don't feel like we... I feel like I'd be putting it out... Uh, I don't... Out into the world, sort of. I don't want to say with a lot, without a large enough audience to appreciate it, but I, I'm terrible at promotion. I'm, I'm I'm so bad at it, and you know we're not on a label or anything. So I, I that I think doing an album because mainly to me albums are really special, and I yeah. think they sort of mark chapters in artists' lives. I I want to make sure that the first album is at the right time, whenever that is, but it's not yet. I know what you mean because, as you say, you brought out these singles, um, and none of them are on the EP, which is great for, you know, you think, oh, it's all new music, which I think is excellent, you know, because a lot of people would have done the video, oh, that track that we brought out last year, we can put that on. Was it always a decision, you know, these are going to be new songs for people? Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, that was that was never not the case. It was going to be four songs. This is how much these things can change sometimes. I Because some bits of the music, like the music I have, uh, the music I'd written for Double Position High Fantasy, the actual instrumental I'd had around for a long time. Um, and then a couple of other bits I had around for a little while, but most of it was fairly spontaneous. And then the track, the um, the title track, Love Twilight Zone, was written in the entirety the day before we went down to the studio. Wow. And then that just set the precedent then to, um, <laughs> it's like, well, this has to be on it. And this is gonna probably be the title track. And then it was it was a fun title and it was fun enough for me to think, well, I'll just that'll be the title of the EP. Oh, that's really interesting because you kind of think, well, I I kind of thinking, well, the title track was probably the first one you wrote when that was underneath it, the exact opposite of that. Yeah, it was literally like, it was actually you like this, actually, I think. Um it was gonna be the witching hour EP. Right, and it was going to be, and it was going to be that as the title track, and then I talked to the band about it and stuff, and we all agreed that maybe that's a bit cheap, but as long as there's a bunch of other songs on it, we might be able to get away with it. Um, but then I said, "Oh, guys, I just wrote this last night. What do you think? Should we put it on?" And they all went, "That's the one. <laughs> get that on. Get the Witching Hour off. Get this on instead." That must be hugely satisfying when you present with something that you've just come up with and they all go, yep. Yeah, it's definitely, I think, one of those funny things is like a songwriter or a, I suppose it's any any artist, I suppose, where you're a painter, sculptor, musician or whatever, it always feels like your latest thing, your, yeah. your newest thing is your most special thing because it's, you know, it's all new in your head or whatever. And it's not always the case that it's your best thing, but, you know, but it's nice when other people think it's really good as well. That's definitely yeah. like a, 
bolsters the ego. Yeah. Who is it? Yeah. In a healthy way. And, and going back to this being a, a, an EP and you've had singles before, have you mm -hmm. got in your mind a kind of strategy, is a horrible word in terms of releasing music, but an approach to releasing music? I, I, you, know, kind of, you know, you said you didn't want to put an album out because the time maybe wasn't right. You maybe yeah. by doing an EP, more people get to know your music and it's, it's done in yeah. stages. I've, I've, I've always been this kind of slow burner kind of guy. So um, I'm in no rush to try and hammer out an album or anything. Um, I don't know if there's, a, there's definitely not a set strategy, like we, we'll do this. You know, the whole like whiteboard meeting room. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm so, I'm, I'm re I really fall down with the sort of the industry side and the promotion side of stuff. I'm genuinely rubbish at that stuff. Um, so, which is, sounds funny, but it's annoying as hell <laughs> you know, for everyone. So, as of the new year, we're going to definitely sit down and think about really what will be the next thing and how yeah. we really uh, come up with a proper strategy for it because we just didn't do that. Or rather, I didn't do that this time. I just, we finished it. We got everything together and we just said, let's just put it out. Yeah. You know, we did, we have not hired any PR companies. I've not been in touch with any labels or anything. You know, it's so DIY, which is funny because the music doesn't sound DIY. We're not like yeah, a it <laughs> it, it, you know we're not a punk band and we're not you know dressed in fishnets and stuff we are we're very much a diy outfit without the sort of diy aesthetic yeah i mean because the songs um a i mean people all have heard love the twilight zone there and i've played other tracks on the show previously the sound's quite big and it's complex there's a lot going on in terms of production it sounds like it should cost a lot of money. You don't mind me saying so, uh, you know. But uh, it, it, that's that's as a, someone who listens to it. Uh, you know, you've got all sorts of different instruments and sounds, and you know things yeah. going on there. I, I I would definitely put a lot of that down to uh, uh, my own creator. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, a guy called Danny Thompson in Liverpool, who's my producer. Right. He's uh, he's worked with all sorts of people. It was when uh, when I was doing stuff with BC Camp Live. Uh, Brian introduced me to Danny, and that's how that relationship uh, came about. And then we just we just got on really well, and I feel like Danny gets the best out of me. We're very much a uh, sort of the opposite of what I think studio, what I think people think the studio is like, sort of hammering out and perfectionist. I'm really not a perfectionist, right? Uh, so we'll do say three or four takes of most things, and then just go, and then say, well, if we haven't got it there, we haven't got it. So either scrap the part, rewrite it. Um, or just or change change something up, uh, but we usually nail it. We usually get it pretty quick, um, especially in instrumentation. I mean, I'm really quick. It, vocals take me a bit longer because I'm not a singer. Right. Vocals are a fairly new discipline to myself in terms of, especially in terms of being like a frontman. But in terms of instrumentation, yeah. And he's always complimented me on my range arranging sort of abilities yeah um, you can go too big with a song and then it just turns to mush and you can't really dis distinguish yes. parts but I, I i learned a lot from brian as well his songs are written fantastically he's a fantastic composer so a lot of that's arrangement stuff knowing when to hold back yeah it's all like playing and all that stuff you know play that now play that here keep something back yeah, you know. absolutely. And and in a lot of the songs as well, you know, 
there are you know the music swells at points and then you know goes quieter at other points, leading you to kind of listen in more. So I think that's right. You don't go the full. We'll just throw everything at this. There's there's control. You know, there's no rules of this stuff. You can do like I said, if we were some sort of like proto punk band, you know, and all our songs were two minutes, and that was the thing. But I've just uh, I like chords and melody too much to really like. It would be so inauthentic for me to hammer out some crazy, heavy punk tune, you know. Uh, I've just got too much of that Brian Wilson. The chords have got to be, you know, interesting and all that stuff. I've got, I've got, it's me being selfish, but I do write for me first off. Uh, I think that's kind of important as any, as as a creator of anything. You've got to scratch the itch and, um, so I have to be satisfied with the music myself. Oh, how did the band come together? Tell us about the Dream Striders. How did it all come together? Uh, the Dream Striders is a fascinating collection of uh, local chaps. So when I first moved to... Oh, this is actually... I'll tell you a funny story. When I first moved to Glasgow, it was uh, August 2020. So it was no. the worst possible time in all of human history to move anywhere. Oh. <laughs> And my next door neighbour, uh, we got chatting and stuff over the fence or whatever. And she was convinced for the first six months that I was in like witness protection or something <laughs> because she could not believe that, that someone could be so stupid as to move city during a pandemic. But anyway, uh, <laughs> I uh, sort of quickly put a sort of cu- couple of sort of news things out on like a couple of Facebook groups, sort of like local musicians. Yeah. And. I had friends in Manchester that knew people up here that could put me in touch with, you know, every, how everything's a sort of spider web. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, just got a couple of really enthusiastic replies. I put a link to a couple of demos and stuff, like the Witch and Arrow and whatever. And, yeah, just a couple of guys. Uh, so there's two Callums in the band. Callum Edwards, who plays drums. Um, he runs a studio called Brookwood, and he plays with the Chili Pipers sometimes. Right. Mm-hmm. And a guy called Callum Shanks, who has his own band called Ballistics. Uh, he plays guitar for me. A guy called Lenny, who plays acoustic. Uh, a guy called Nestor, who plays synthesizer. And a guy called Axel, who plays the sort of keyboard piano bits. And it sort of formed over time. It's, we've had a couple of iterations of it. Right. So people sort of come and gone, whatever. Because um, people move away or, you know. Sure. Split with your girlfriend and stuff, and then. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's great. Uh, Brian gave me this great advice when I was in BC. He gave me this great piece of advice. He said, getting a band together is three things. It's getting a, a decent player. Most people are pretty good, so that's fine. Someone that's just really into the music. And then someone that's just like not weird and super chilled out and stuff. Yeah. And I feel really lucky because I'm definitely the maddest in the group. <laughs> So, like, you know, they all, they, I feel like they just all put up with me because they've had, because <laughs> they have to, <laughs> you know. Um, but they're, they're a great bunch of guys, and um, I'm hoping to get them more involved with stuff next year because I feel like when I look at my socials and stuff, it's all just like me, and I'm not actually that fond of that. You know, I want to yeah. get the guys involved and stuff. So, that's something we'll be definitely hoping to do next year. But everyone's doing it as well, so it's a bit Yeah, sure, yeah. They've got their own other things on the go as well. But what about playing these songs live? Are you going to take? You going to be doing live gigs with them? So, I mean, 
by the time this goes out, we'll have just played McEwles on the 15th. And it went really well. Oh, my God, it was oh, a sellout. Yeah, it was a great night. You should have been there. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, we've been prepping away. So, like like I said, Callum Edwards, the drummer, has a studio just near um, Anderson, Anderson yeah. outstation, just near there. He's got a little studio. So we've been in there for a few evenings preparing, getting everything together and stuff. It's one of those funny things where it obviously sounds different live, and I like that because yeah. I wouldn't want – I don't like the whole it's got to be a perfect recreation live because just go listen to the record if that's what you want to do. Yeah. You know? Or vamp it up a bit. And it's actually, actually a bit heavier lives, I think. There's there's a few more fuzz pedals on the floor and, you know, there's a put a bit of a show on and um, we've got a Moog synthesizer that's just the loudest thing on earth. So that's, you know, that's great. But yeah, now in terms of it live, I don't know, it's, um, it's just a little... There's a lot of moving parts, so we've got to rehearse fairly regularly. But um, yeah. I'm actually quite lazy with rehearsals. I don't enjoy rehearsing. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, I'd much rather be in the boozer or something. But uh, no, we've been we've been slaving away in the rehearsal room, getting it all together and stuff. So it'll be it'll be a show. Yeah. Or it has been a show. It has <laughs> been a show, and what a great venue it was. For yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I really. But I've been there, I've played there a few times with other people and I, uh, I've been to see enough gigs there. And we'd done Sleazy's back in May, I think it was, or something like that, right. back in spring. And that was great. And I was sort of thinking of venues that are a similar size and stuff like that. And someone mentioned McKeel's to me. I thought, oh, light bulb, of course. Yeah. Right. The sort of the, the cavern kind of vibe of it. There's a little backstage. I thought, oh, it's perfect. It's such a good idea. And I'm interested in musical influences because you mentioned uh, Brian Wilson there, and there's definitely what I would call kind of classic pop influences, pop and pop influences in your music. So could you chat a little bit about those? Or... Yeah, sure, man. Uh, I, think, I feel like I've got this mad kind of buried influences all over the board, but, I, but I've... I've got a prog rock background. I come from, I come from the prog rock thing. Uh, my parents have sort of. It, this is really interesting. I'm trying to sort of squeeze the information down to making it simple. But my parents have very sort of. Well, it's going to sound mean, but they've got sort of a very basic taste. Right. Like so, like growing up, and my dad had like either I B the classics on or like James Blunt in the car or something. Well, my grandparents um, have uh, interesting taste. So my grandma was into like Zeppelin and Sabbath and stuff like that. And then my granddad is into ELO, Beatles, um, Sam de Garfunkel. So that stuff, the 60s stuff, was always getting played. Right. I, sorry, should say, I spent a lot of time with my grandparents growing up. Right. Uh, and my granddad plays a bit of guitar. Um, so that stuff was always around. So I think that there's got to be a thing there. But then when I was 17, I just really got into Pink Floyd. Right. That was like a that was a, such a big thing for me. Uh, I had all my friends in school were really into stuff like Green Day, Metallica. Mm -hmm. I just hated it. <laughs> <laughs> They're not bad bands. I don't, I don't you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just wasn't for me, and you know? I just felt like really. Um, 
outside of all the guitar music that was happening at the time when I was growing up in Doncaster. And then I don't know how I, I don't know how I got onto it in the first place. I've got no idea. But I must have borrowed Dark Side of the Moon from someone or someone had a copy line around and I thought, you know, the album cover the famous, you know. Yeah, sure. Uh, what's that? Oh, you like that? Go and listen to it. And it tone completely sort of opened my mind as to what music could be, you know, instead of just the sort of like three minute pop song. So it's weird now. It's sort of, it's almost come full circle. Prog, prog or sort of experimental music yeah. was my punk because it yeah. felt rebellious. It wasn't this sort of three minute, really basic thing, you know. Didn't have to, and it didn't sound like the stuff in the charts because I've, I've never liked the the charts, and I think they're more irrelevant now more than ever. Yeah, I think so. My personal opinion, yeah. Yeah, I mean that's it's interesting you mentioned ELO because when I first heard your music, I thought there was some kind of ELO going on there as well. Definitely yeah. employed that kind of melody, but also a willing to play with what was going on in the music. You know, like different sounds, different a. Uh, um, a different, just sounding very different to what else is out there. That's what I've thought about your music from the start. Is that it doesn't really sound like what anyone else is doing at the moment. Is that would you agree with that? Yeah, no. I, I mean, I don't. I don't feel like, and this is a fault of mine. I don't listen to enough contemporary music to really know what's going on. Yeah. Uh, but, well, I, I, but I do, and I'll tell you, there's not a lot that sound like Jack Whitman and the James Slater. But, this is <laughs> no, but I think you know. It's a, it, I, I take that as a massive compliment. Uh, it, should, it is a massive compliment. It really is. No, thank you very much. Uh, but I, I, I don't try to be out there. It just sort of just happens. <laughs> I just know the sounds that I like, and I just sort of go along with that. Like the, the Jeff Lynne thing was quite a big thing for me. I really got into ALO, and some people hate them, which I <laughs> really funny, but. Um, He's got this whole thing with acoustic guitars where he'll have like four 12 strings, a bit like the Phil Spectre thing, I suppose. Yeah. Um, a bit better, I think. Um, but he's got all these like 12 strings just going around. And he, and that's just a texture that I absolutely adore. And I use in my music all the time. I've got a 12 string here and I just, I, I'll, we'll do like four or five in the studio. And then it creates this amazing sort of, bed of sound rather than a wall of sound where it's hitting you it's sort of it's it's a bed rather than a wall i like to think you can lie on it you know <laughs> and then uh in terms of like electric guitar i mean dave gilmore was obviously a big thing but guitarists like andy summers and johnny uh johnny Marr from the smiths would be massive for me that sort of really jangly chorus sound combined with the 70s big acoustic sound elo that and i think then guitar wise you definitely start to get a what I'm about, I suppose. Yeah, that's a much better silly. Textures and texture was the word I couldn't come up with. That's the thing that, that, that there just seems to be layers and textures in your music, which make it for me really, really uh, interesting. Mm. And uh, and what was it? So, Prog's an interesting thing because I think that's even coming back in itself. There is there seems to be a kind of um, often it's linked with folk music, but that willingness to do more complex and even simply longer songs than maybe the classic three or four minute song. Yeah, totally. I, it's funny, I've, I'm sort of, I'm at a funny point with the with song length now, where I used to write really long songs, especially in my early 20s when I wasn't 
releasing music, but I was writing stuff for myself. I try and write these 10 minute, 15 minute songs and they were always rubbish. So now at a point where I think how condensed can I make it? That's where I'm sort of, my headspace is at now, but without it being, uh, without it taking away from the music, like how, how much can I boil down this idea to its core um, rather than trying to flesh it out? I feel like a lot of, I feel like a lot of writers flesh out ideas rather than chop bits of them off, you know, mm-hmm. and that able to get to the sort of yoke of the idea rather than add to it. And Jack, finally, yeah. what are your plans for 2024? Do you have, you said you're going to get together and maybe hatch future plans. Is that, that's the first thing? The only thing I can promise is we're not going anywhere. Uh, <laughs> we're not disappearing. Uh, you will hear more of us. We'll do another EP next yeah. year. Because right? um, we've got a rough idea of what songs we'll put on. We just need to book some studio time. Go down to Liverpool and start doing that. Um, but yeah, so at the start of the year, we're going to have a sort of, not redirection, but we're going to get, like I said earlier, we're going to really try and come up with like a proper game plan and stuff. Um, and take the industry side of it a little bit more serious. Uh, I think might be the plan. And get the whiteboard out and the whiteboard pens. <laughs> yeah. Jack, it's been such a pleasure talking to you. Thanks very much for taking the time to do so. All the best. And this is Jack Wakeman and the Dream Striders and Double Vision Hyper Fantasy.
and that was Jack Wakeman and the Dream Striders and Double Vision Hyper Fantasy. I just love the EP. And thanks again to Jack for taking the time to talk to me. This is the Scott Swahey Show on Cam Glen Radio with me, Ali Braidwood. And it's back to the new releases with a new single by The Stoned Immaculate. This is 4am somewhere else.
What a cracking track. That is The Stoned Immaculate in 4am somewhere else. And The Stoned Immaculate formed in Glasgow in 2018 and they're made up of songwriter Louis Jameson, Harrison Todd on bass, Callum Hughes on guitar and Scott Lennon on drums. And they say the Stony Macs have strived to carve out a sound and sensibility that is uniquely their own yet different every time. And I think that holds true. Now, it's time for our podcast recommendation for this week. It's a bit of everything. It's a podcast, a BBC podcast. It's a radio show. And I'm also going to reference some TV stuff because it's the 50th anniversary of The Wicker Man, the great film, The Wicker Man, one of my absolute favourites. If you haven't seen it, it's on BBC iPlayer at the moment. It's on for about a month. So go and check that out and prepare to be dazzled and terrified. Also on TV, there is a documentary about The Wicker Man on XS. Well worth watching as well. But I really wanted to let you know about the radio drama. It's just fantastic. They've managed to squeeze it in to just over 50 minutes. It's only available for another couple of weeks, maybe three weeks. So do get in there and listen to it if you don't know what's going on. While investigating the disappearance of a young girl in the remote Scottish island community of Summer Isle, Sergeant Neil Howie encounters a conspiracy with sinister occult undertones. And that is just the briefest synopsis. There's so much more going on. Yeah, I love The Wicker Man, as I think you can tell. The drama version has Brian Blessed as Lord Summerisle. So for that alone, you should check it out. If you love The Wicker Man, then you're going to love this. Check it out. If you've never seen The Wicker Man, I would still say go and watch it on iPlayer first. Written by Anthony Schaefer, directed by Robin Hardy, and kind of overlooked at the time, it has become just one of the best British movies ever, ever made. And I'm talking about The Wicker Man in all shapes and forms, but I'm going to say it's a podcast suggestion for this week. Why not? Fill your boots with everything Wicker Man. Now, Ewan Patrick has a great new album out. It's called Keep On Coming Back For More. And from it, this is Yeah Yeah. I think you already know We need an intervention Tell me how you're feeling better now You're feeling better now I hope you're better now You're gonna tell me how You're feeling better now You're feeling better now I hope you're better now You're gonna tell me how You're feeling better now You're feeling better now I hope you're better now You're gonna tell me how You're feeling
and first of those two in a row was Yeah Yeah by Ewan Patrick, taken from the album Keep On Coming Back For More, which came out just recently. And that was Jordan Stanley and Impossible, which came out earlier this year. Great track. And next Sunday on Christmas Eve, it's part one of our Best Music of 2023 shows when I'll play you music from the first half of the year. So tune in for that as you stuff the turkey or do whatever you do on Christmas Eve. Time to return to our featured album, which is Broken Records, The Dreamless Sleep of the 1990s. And from it, this is Breathe. Such a great song from such a great album. That was Broken Records and Breathe, which is released on their own J-Sharp record label. And Broken Records are Jamie and Rory Sutherland, Ian Turnbull, 
and Andy Keeney and Craig Ross. But also on the album are some fantastic musicians such as Sinead Aitken, Kirsty Orton, Patsy Reed, Sarah Leonard, Alice Allen and Cameron Jay. And I've just noticed that the cover image, the sleeve image, is by Philip John Taylor of Paws, who has been on the show a couple of times. And the album is The Dreamless Sleep of the 1990s by Broken Records and it was our featured album for this week. It's now time for our pick of the gigs for the coming week and on Tuesday the 19th, Cola will be at the Poetry Club in Glasgow. On the 20th, that's Wednesday the 20th at King Tut's Wawa Hut, there's a great lineup with Her Picture, Neverfine, Lacuna and Poster Club all taken to the stage and all of whom are featured on this show. On Thursday the 21st, Parliamo are at Glasgow at the Garage, and Parliamo are a great live band. Check it out if you can. Then on Friday the 22nd, there's a couple of gigs I want to tell you about. First of all, Man of Moon will be at the Glad Cafe, and if you're going to that, I will see you there. And on the same night, in Edinburgh, Mosaics will be at PJ Malloy's. And that's our pick of the gigs for the week ahead. And since Mosaics are playing at PJ Malloy's and they have a new single out, I thought I would play it for you. This is Mosaics and Love Again. If the stars fell from the sky and the universe was left in darkness, you'd
Well, if that doesn't get you in the mood for Christmas, I don't know what will. That was Earthtones Trio and their beautiful take on We Three Kings. And before that, you heard Fife's Mosaics and Love Again. And that's all for this week. You've been listening to the Scotsway Hay Show and I've been Ali Braidwood. If you missed any of the show or would like to listen again, go to camglenradio.org forward slash listen again or head over to scotswayhay.com where all the year's shows are waiting for you. As I mentioned earlier, the Christmas Eve show is part one of our best of 2023 shows with part two on Hogmanay and I hope you can listen in to those. Normal service will return in the new year, I can assure you. But for now, I'm going to leave you with a classic from the Beta Band. This is Squares. Take care, have a great Christmas when it comes, and I'll see you soon. I've seen the demons, but they didn't make a sound. They tried to reach me, but I lay upon the ground. I've seen the people... But they didn't make a sound They tried to reach me But I gave the run around I reached for feelings But they didn't make a sound They tried to reach me But I lay upon the ground So
Merry Christmas from all of us at Rutherglen and Canvas Lang Food Bank. In this season of giving and joy, our community faces a challenging reality. This year, demand for our support has risen by 49%. Meanwhile, donations have fallen by 57%, impacted by poverty and inflation. The need is greater than ever. We urgently require an extra 80,000 tins of food to maintain our stocks at last year's level. You can make a difference. Please donate at all the usual points. Plus, our food bank warehouse at Rutherland Exchange will be open for donations from 10 till 12 every Monday, Wednesday and Friday throughout December. For more information or to lend a helping hand, call us on 07393737030. Thank you for your generosity. Cam Glen Radio. Community announcements. Anorexia Bulimia Care is running a befriending service for people suffering from anorexia or bulimia. If you need support, you can go to their website, which is anorexiabulimiacare.org.uk, or find them on Facebook, and you'll be paired with someone who has had a similar experience and recovered. Universal Connections is holding walks every Monday, meeting outside their base on Burnhill Street from 11am. Some walks will be in the local area, and other times you'll be bused to take a walk further afield. For more information, call Graham on 0141-647-3101. And finally, Grow73 is looking for volunteers to get involved with their work in Overton Park. You can make new friends, learn about wildlife, get involved in physical activity and much more. You can check them out on Facebook or for more information, email Eugenie at grow73.org. I'm David Cuthbertson and that's your community announcements on Cam Glen Radio. If you have an event or activity happening in Rutherglen or Canvas Lang, let us know. Email what's on at camglenradio.org or for more events in your community, visit camglenradio.org slash local.